Hi, I am Martin, and this is Words That Change You. Words fly all around us. Kind words, silly words, angry words. And they do so all day long. But how often does something written or spoken really feed our souls? Wouldn't it be nice if beyond the noise we could listen to words that make a difference, words that change us? In Words That Change You, we'll examine words, events, concepts that have impacted us lately and see whether we could not glean some nuggets of wisdom to feed on and some tools that apply that for our lives. Tune in and be surprised. Ikigai. Last time we considered the question of vocation and calling. Some people, like artists and outstanding political personalities, have this profound urge to pursue a certain course of action, a particular career, whatever the cost. And while not all of us are endowed with this profound sense of calling from an early age, we observe that history is full of people who have either never investigated what they were supposed to do with their lives or squandered their callings and ended up as tragic personalities. To paraphrase Mark Twain, the second most important day in each of our lives is the one where we understand why we were put on this earth. The Japanese have this beautiful word, ikigai, that means a reason for being. The word refers to having a direction or purpose in life, that which makes one's life worthwhile, and towards which an individual takes spontaneous and willing actions, giving them satisfaction and a sense of meaning to life. This is another way of expressing the need to have a mission, a purpose, or aim which gives us traction and gets us up in the morning. Now, as some listeners correctly asked, how do we find this ikigai? Do we just sit in lotus position until inspiration hits us? Or is there a test, similar to IQ or LSAT exams, that spits out what will make us happy, you wish? One fundamental step in this journey is the pursuit of self-knowledge. At first blush, we all assume we know ourselves well, until we get asked such questions as, what brings you deep satisfaction? What gifts do you excel at? What motivates you? It often requires some soul-searching and possibly also a few conversations with good friends in order to distill what skills and gifts stand out in our personality. Often we can be frustrated because from this exercise no clear career path emerges, such as becoming an astronaut or a ballerina. A second question, possibly even harder than the first, relates to our notions of success. What would success look like in the future? And thus, what actions do I want to take in order to achieve it? In my conversations with young professionals, I often get such facile answers as making a lot of money, or at least enough money to be comfortable. Far be it from me to discount this motivation, since especially here in the US, some people are really deeply motivated by lots of dollars, 
like Scrooge McDuck. Simply looking at their bank balance gives them joy. But I agree with Bob Dylan who once said, what's money? A man is a success if he gets up in the morning and goes to bed at night and in between does what he wants to do. Most of us are not really motivated by money, but rather by doing something meaningful. Another important question beyond that of what we consider success is what motivates us. A lot has been written over the past 50 years in the social sciences about that topic. The basic distinction established by David McClelland in the 80s still holds true, that we are motivated by either achievement, power, or affiliation. Put more simply, some of us need to accomplish certain goals and meet particular standards. Others of us thrive on having influence over others. And a third group, again, is primarily motivated by relationships and friendships. While these categories are not mutually exclusive, we all recognize ourselves or others in this basic categorization. This is why accountants are often not great conversationalists, while marketers can often not balance their own checkbooks. Understanding how we are wired will go a long way toward picking jobs that play into our strengths. Once we spend some time in self-examination, we might know what success looks like for us, what skills and gifts of ours will give us genuine competitive advantage, and what work environments will bring the best out of us. But in what field, what industry, what location should we be looking? I found a saying by Frederick Buckner, the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, very helpful. The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Even if you're not particularly religious, we think pondering what you consider the world's deep hunger might prove enlightening. What needs, challenges, problems in your world keep you up at night? Is it education in the inner city? Or finding a cure for COVID-19? Or environmental causes? Or domestic violence? Spend some time listening inside yourself. Are there things that stir your ire and motivation? We assume there are, once you peel back the layers of distractions and self-concerns. Write down what you learned from these above exercises and sleep on it. Chat about it with your friends to see what they have to say about it or whether they might adjust or refine some of your insights. And next time, we will discuss how to take a jump. In the meantime, feel free to leave us questions or comments on Facebook under Einstein Podcasts. Until next time. This was Words That Change You with me, Martin Steinbreitner. It was produced by Fritz Lowy, Pirishka Kacha, and Jacob Dubibair. If you like this episode, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Until next time. <laughs>